0: A very warm welcome, two men on the run and our special guest this afternoon, Mr. Ian Lawton. Great respect for this man, one of the best duathletes in the country. Um, His successes have ranged far and wide and I know this man to be very committed. I want to also give a, a quick shout out to Prime Triathlon Coaching, which he has been involved in. For the last twelve months it's a relatively new enterprise, a couple of years in. And you can you can you can find that Ian on on Instagram and and yeah. um, what sort of packages are available?
1: Yeah, with Prime it's it's one to one personal coaching. Um, good afternoon everybody by the way. So yeah, just introduce myself. Um yeah, so it's one to one personal um triathlon coaching we do run packages we do uh, cycling packages but obviously the main focus is is with the triathletes
0: I tell you one day if I ever have the time to get involved in it then I think you'd be my first port of call. to be quite honest
1: Um, I mean coaching is something I always felt that I would I would move into because I was always quite passionate. I always felt like I'd do a Tony Clark, if you like, who yeah. would have his own run and yeah. and be there. But at my stage in life now, with two young kids, it's difficult to commit to be out the house three, four, five nights a week to do that job properly. So when the prime opportunity came up, it allowed me to do a lot of coaching and a lot of it's done online through Training Peaks and yeah. uh, and stuff sort of like that. So that kind of means that I can do the coaching and you can have the input with the athletes, but obviously from the comfort of your own home um, which is which is a good substitute it's, it's not you know I, I, I do like to be out on the field and I'm standing with a stopwatch and shouting the time zone. So that would be what I would be wanting to move into eventually with a big group of lads like as you said like what, what Tony's got um, but yeah
0: wonderful and he's, a, he's at your stage of life, he's 39 years young 40 in the <laughs> 40 in December December you're still a Liverpool harrier on paper
1: yeah, uh, that, I think that's down with the Athletics Association. But I mean, I mean, it I can be for Merzies right now.
0: We could sneak you in the team then, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> would that be allowed? I don't know, it would be allowed, wouldn't it? Yeah, you'd have to speak to Taff on that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to your lovely wife, Emma, and two young children there, uh, Thomas and Amber. And you have a brother in the family, Robbie who is a very, he was a sort of semi-pro footballer. Who did he play for? Played for Altingham. Altingham,
1: um, yeah. Yeah, that was, he spent most of his years at Altingham. Yeah, had played locally at Marine and Vauxhall and then he moved to Altingham and had quite a, a few years uh, as Altingham captain. Um, in the Vauxhall Conference, used to be called the Blue Square Prem them days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah.
0: Injuries, prone or...? It, yeah,
1: yeah. It, I mean, wasn't injury prone, but as he got older... That, ballers where well, and say takes over, doesn't yeah. it? So it became more difficult for him to keep playing week in, week out. And then the rotation came in. Then he done a bit of coaching, and he stayed with um, with, with for a bit. And then he moved back to Marine and, and spent a season at Marine, but as a coach, um, which was good. And um, then he decided enough was enough, and and he and he bought a bike, yeah. and he sort of started cycling, and that's what he does a lot of now
0: and now he's, he's working very closely with yourself on the road cycling you yeah. did f- about 55 miles this morning this
1: morning we've been out this morning yeah he was yeah. alongside you he was alongside me this morning yeah. if you don't
0: mind me asking how old would your brother be he's 42 42 so it's about a three year gap there interesting yeah we're uh, different
1: types of cyclists to be honest because I'm more of a uh, a time trialist if you like which is like one pace for, for a long period of time where he does more like road racing which is a bit more punchy Um, so if it was a sprint I'd have no chance but if it was like a a long straight effort then he'd probably have no chance but you can you can still train together up to a point
0: how do you keep your because I know you're so keen it's it's determined determined that's the word on a daily basis you've got your family you've got the bat. how do you get that life balance and and being so committed you don't sleep that's what you do (laughs) yeah (laughs) you don't sleep
1: yeah Yeah. I mean my normal day would involve getting up at 5 in the morning um, and, uh, and and I go training sometime between half five and quarter six in the morning I generally get back by about seven between seven and quarter by seven kids ready for school that sort of stuff and then go to work
0: and your diet what would you you'd be, you'd be having something before that first initial no. nothing no no I go straight I'd, out there, I'd and then sh- what would you have I'd when you got, so. when you arrived home just normally a
1: shake you know right. a, a little protein shake of some sort and then um, maybe a breakfast bath and feeling hungry depends how long you've been out for depends on the type of session you've done um, and then to get myself to work,
0: yeah. Your training consists of uh, cycling, swimming, running. Do you do gym sessions on top of that as well, or?
1: Not, in the winter you try, um, you try and get some, I spend a lot of time on the bike doing uh, what I would call heavy gear efforts. I don't even know what they are. Um, no, no. No. But, but basically for those who are listening who are mainly runners, cyclists will spend time in the stiffest gear possibly that they've got. So your cadence, which is the speed that you move the pedals mm. is very slow um and then that 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 is almost like a, a weight session within your legs so you could be doing like 10 by 3 minutes on a really really heavy gear you know you, yeah. you live on a slight hill or whatever you just put it in the stiffest gear you've got and just try and ride up the hill um fast but in a, in a low gear and it yeah. really really burns legs that's kind of what i would use as more like weight training as well as cycling yeah yeah
0: interesting um, Matthew, have you got a, a question for? Um, we, I mean, we're going to go. We're going to start at the very beginning. I was going to say, yeah, we'll j- jump yeah, back we'll, to sort we'll of, obviously, to, yeah.
2: you know, you started out as a as a runner primarily. That's sort of uh, your, your main background back, and and obviously quite a, a successful runner as well as a uh, under thirteens. You won. You were part of the, the national uh, road relay uh, yeah, team. and won the under 13 in, title there in Sutton the Park. Side. It was yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, It was that was probably one of the the, the first times that. that you, you tasted a bit of success with it yeah. because we were before it was the national champions, um, which was which was brilliant. I went off on first leg, and brought us in and first as well, yeah. and I, I got the second fastest split of the day, yeah. um. So yeah, it was it was really really good. That it was a huge moment, and we got interviewed by Athletics Weekly. We were just kids, you yeah. know, and it was uh, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was really good.
0: Let me ask you about your upbringing. Whereabouts were you brought up? Uh, and did you enjoy? Did you have a happy upbringing?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived at me mum's uh, in in Lee Park in Liverpool. Lee Park, uh,
0: Lee whereabouts was that Lee Park?
1: That's kind of like South Liverpool. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's it's not like a, a mega rich area. It's it's got better as the area as the years have gone on, but it was just uh, South uh,
0: Liverpool, sort of Sefton Park. No, no, oh, further
1: away from town than that. Yeah, if you're away. talking the, the closest village, those would be Gasker Village. I don't know if you know around there. You'll probably know Walton from running up and down hills. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I live about a mile away from Walton. Right. Yeah, so that, yeah. That's where my upbringing was. Yeah. Um, Walton, but not as yeah. rich as Walton, because mm. Walton's quite a rich area. So we bit, just had a two-bedroom house. Me and my brother lived there with my mum, and it was, uh, yeah, it was and, fine. And your
0: schooling, did you did you find uh, sports, you know, in, in, in schooling or...?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. my dad used to... Um, he took the indoor athletics team as when we were in juniors. Right. Um. So I don't know if you've ever done indoor athletics. It's kicked to each side. Was he yeah. a teacher in the school? No, no. We just came in as a volunteer. Um. So me me, and my brother, were in the same school. My brother was obviously going through the system a little bit earlier than me. So when my brother was was quite good in athletics, my dad offered his services to uh, to to help with the school. And then, um, and then when I got to first year junior, I then made the actual school team, which I was quite pleased with really because it was it's not just individual years, it's just one school team. Mm. So you're competing against the year in year four, you compete against guys in year six. So uh, what was the
0: what was the school called? Bellevale. 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 Yeah. Oh, I know yeah. the Morrison's there. Yeah that's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah well that's that's right bit where I've grown up all around mm. there. Yeah. I know that, yeah. So um so yeah and, and that's how we all started really from the indoor athletics. My brother actually broke the, 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 the four lap record. And the standing triple jump record right. when he was in year six. Uh, I was only in year three at the time, yeah. and then I came up, and then when I got to year six, I did the exact same thing. Broke his both records. Yeah. I broke the standing triple jump record, <laughs> and uh, and the four record. So not a competitive family then. <laughs> no, no. no, no it, was, uh, it was just coincidence to be honest. But um, yeah, we just seem to have the, the same genes to be able to do the because neither was that good at the standard long jump or the, the standing vertical jump, right. but the standard triple jump we could actually both do quite right. well. Probably just comes from playing on the streets trying to get across from one end to the other I yeah. you know but yeah
0: would you have been playing football in the streets yeah I played which, football Yeah. I, which team would you be going for in the city
1: uh, I was a Liverpool I was then. not I am a Liverpool fan yeah. um, I had trials at the school boys and Everton school of excellence really? yeah I so think, I played yeah. played quite a bit but it got to the point when you get to like um, that kind of age of midway through your senior school you've got to kind of choose that you can't really do both because you can't play football on a Saturday for the school on a Sunday and then run across oh sorry football on a Saturday then going to cross country on a Sunday right. you turn up Sunday and you're just knackered and then you're full of niggles all week and so yeah you had
0: to, one had to go really and and you made that decision to, to go with the running yeah. and, and you joined the Liverpool Harriers yeah that's right that yeah. was your first club yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. that came from Ernie um, Gallagher God rest his soul Ernie Gallagher I, I've heard the name yeah yeah Ernie Gallagher spoke to me at one of these school cross countries when I was in year seven and um, said, "Why don't you come down?" And one of the lads I was mates with in um a guy called Neil, um, his dad to spit me up because he was going there. So that's how it all started.
0: And what did you find of the setup at the time at the Harriers when you were?
1: I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was. It was brilliant. Tuesday, Thursday nights. It was the, the best nights of the week. Right. Yeah. Um. And we trained with Taff to start with. Taff had us in a little group. Then we moved up to Bobby Woodall's group. Uh, probably you don't know Bobby Wood he's, he's no. not been around for a while but he was he was a fantastic coach and he was he was like your your best mate as well. Yeah. Um, he was a top man. And uh, yeah, and I stayed with him all the way until I was like 18, 19 really. Yeah. Um and then it used to start as Tuesday, Thursdays, then it became Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, then it became Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Fridays with a long run on a Sunday. Yeah. So it was funny because the area I grew up in a lot of the lads that you knocked about with, they weren't always not necessarily into sport, but you spent that much time at the running club, that that be, they became your mates. Yeah. You know the, your best mates were the ones that you ran with, um, and it was a great way to grow up. I thought, and I would love my kids to, to do that as well because hanging around in the streets and playing football is fun. But sometimes you know someone's throwing bottles and someone's getting into trouble and the police are turning up, but actually you were just taken away from a lot of that when you were you were at the running club. Um, had yeah, that structure. Yeah, yeah, you know, between so my my week would have been Monday at the runner a club, Tuesday would have been doing a club, Wednesday we had band practice, just playing a little band. Yeah, you, you yeah. play which instrument? I played the keyboard. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Are
0: you still playing music?
1: Uh, not as much, or certainly not in a band anymore. I like to play a little tiny yeah, bits of yeah. it in downtime, but um, nice. yeah, that was that was good. We used to have band practice on a Wednesday, then train on a Thursday. Friday would be the Friday fight, which was a killer, and then uh, no.
0: Tell me about this doctor who wrote you off. Yeah. Or are we not quite that, yeah, no, yeah, that was yeah. quite we, early on, wasn't it?
1: It was early on, yeah. Yeah, so I'd been training with Bobby for a while and I was going quite well. And I was getting to the point where um, I was starting to venture 18, 19, thinking about the seniors and stuff like that. And yeah, I was going really well. Um, I was training a lot with a guy called Alistair O'Connor, who was a steeplechaser. Um, he, was a, he was a top runner. And, um, and I, I, I basically, I picked up this injury, it was a bit of a pelvis problem. and um, it's the point where I was in bed for four weeks. Um, I just couldn't get out. I, every little bit of me muscle from like around your pelvis area just basically just collapsed. Really? I couldn't really stand up anymore. I had to get an ambulance to uh Jeez. from my house. Yeah, it was and it was bizarre. Cause it was just off off running. Um, there was nothing. One thing, I hadn't fell over, I hadn't fell no. down the stairs. It came on you all of a sudden? Or? Just came on, yeah. yeah. I, I, I was going out with this girl at the time, actually, and I'd just done a, a, a run session, and then me and this girl gone for a meal in the night, and we were sitting in the restaurant, and I was like, I can't get out this chair. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get this chair. I'm in absolute agony. And, um, and I, I got myself out, and then uh, it was a Monday night, it was, and then the next day I went to work, and I was like, I was walking down the road, I was just in absolute agony. And I was sent home from work, and the next thing, I was in bed, and then I, I couldn't get out of bed. Jeez. and then and I even came to my house then um, and took me and then I spent quite a bit of time in the hospital but not not loads of time and then they transferred me to this top but, physio supposedly
0: but you're now you're 18 or 19 at this. this
1: about 18, 19 18, yeah it? It was one of them it, yeah. it was around that age yeah possibly 19 I think um,
0: and, and you're in that, sorry you're in the hospital yeah
1: yeah and, and I'd actually paid to, to see this this guy mm. this physio quite a lot of money at the time when you're 19 and spending that like Quite a bit of money because it's it's not you don't really have it that much or spend to see it and um, and he told me that basically I'd done that much damage that there's no way that I was gonna be able to run the way I I had done in the past. I had to slow slow everything down and so yeah. I remember leaving the hospital and I was in the car and I was in tears and I was on the phone to mum because it was like it was it was like all The stuff that you, you structure in life, yeah, you know, yeah. as I said before, that's what we've done. You know, your mates, your best mates were at the running club. It, it wasn't just the fact that I couldn't run, it was the fact that you felt like actually your world's changed, yeah, you know, without yeah. sounding too heavy because no, no, that, that's what i had done, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and I lost my way after that, you know, um,
0: for how long? So, you, for you, years, you bought into what he told you and you, you stepped away from.
1: Yeah, it was it was a funny one really, because I remember having a what, actually, what months, really
0: happened then? was it just a, it was like a hairline chronic fracture. fatigue or it was
1: like a hairline fracture in my pelvis mm. uh, and and like a double going tear. so right. it was um yeah it was it was strange.
0: Oh, but you knew that, you were you were told that at the time. Yeah. And yet he was making said it prophecies. He had
1: yeah, yeah. a of pelvis of an old man and yeah. uh, and yeah. you know, I was gonna run into the same troubles if I kept going all the time. Right. It was gonna happen again. Well, and f- uh, for me, it was, it, I had about 12 months off, but I actually became scared of running a little bit. I know that sounds silly, yeah. but yeah. because I was in that much pain, yeah, yeah. and I had to take that much time off work, and everything like that. What were you
0: working at at the time? What Did you carry on school, schooling, academic, or? No,
1: you... I, at that point I'd left college, and I was just working full time for, um, for Hatton's Model Railways, You might know Hatton's Model Railways, don't know. Keith, who, who ran Hatton's, was a keen runner, and he had all the yeah. staff employed, and I was working in his IT department there. Right, Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, um, yeah I basically I was scared to go back and run. I went down the track to see Bobby and the lads were all training uh, and I remember just like standing with Bobby and just trying to keep involved a little bit you know and mm-hmm. just watching the lads run and, and doing a little job now and again but I was petrified yeah, I was yeah, petrified yeah. of opening
2: no, the any time I've you know any injury that's taken me out for a, you know a reasonable amount of time or I've had one or two months off or something like that that does that first couple of runs you, you just worry of of actually, running of putting that pressure on in the leg, yeah. and then obviously then you are causing yourself other issues because you you're putting pressure somewhere else and stuff like that yeah. sort of thing. And yeah, it's just uh, yeah you got to build the confidence back in you in your mind, haven't you? Sort of yeah. thing, which is obviously to, with the what you had and the injury you had, sort of thing is a lot harder to do than just a you yeah. know a, a, what a simple sort of you know hamstring tear or yeah. calf tear or something.
0: How did you rebuild that confidence?
2: It, it, well, I just left it for years, and
1: uh, I went and lived in Spain for a little bit. Um, I just totally. I had a change of life completely. I was drinking far too much. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting in Spain and having a chat with someone. and used to talk about the days when you used to run, you know. (laughs) Um, And uh, and I couldn't remember having a conversation. I couldn't remember the last day that I didn't have at least one drink. And it wasn't like I had an alcohol problem, but it was like I was just living a completely different lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Because they do in Spain, they sit down at lunch, they have a beer, they have a wine, whatever. And I was just in that. Um, which it might sound great to some people, but it wasn't really what it wasn't really me. No. I was, I'd put on loads of weight.
0: Yeah. Um. How old are you now? You, you...
1: now I'm I'm getting towards 22, 21 22 yeah, yeah. Um. And then um. And when I came back to the UK, I was twenty three. I uh, decided I was going to pursue the career I always wanted, which was to have my own driving school. Um.
0: Awesome. And then I uh. Where did that idea come from? Sorry, from.
1: Yeah, it was just something that I fancied. Yeah. I decided. When I was in college, uh, basically I had to make a decision. I was going to go to university, and, whatnot, and I just decided I didn't want to. And yeah. and uh, I wanted to be a driving instructor. It was something, yeah. I, I can't even tell you why, but yeah, yeah it's just something I wanted to do.
0: I wanted to. That but, recently came to an end. Like the school. That's right. Yeah, I just closed that, it recently. Was that because of COVID or?
1: No, the opportunity was, to become a driving test examiner came up. So, um, awesome. that that's that's my job now. So yeah. I've made the transfer across to be, coming. It was just. I love the industry of work and I love the field that I work in and, and I've had loads of success with the driving school and I and I've really enjoyed the last fifteen years of being a driving instructor. But um it was just the hours and the late nights, which a driving instructor has to work all the time and the weekends, it was becoming not suitable for the family. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I decided to to, to change. Yeah. Um the opportunity came up and it just took it.
0: Good man. Yeah. Um so you've got back from Spain now?
1: Yeah, I've got back from Spain and I've set the driving school up um, and you start teaching people from the running club and you're oh, talking yeah. to them and, yeah. and, and, and you're having a chat and they're saying oh yeah I'm gunning this and doing this session because Tommy Clark would send me quite a lot of work and, and, and Taft would all the people that when they realised I'd set the driving school up so yeah. all the new 17 year olds they would often come to me to learn how to drive and it just started as conversations and then I'd be like I'm going to try one I'm going to try it, yeah. and, and the love for the sport came back because you when the injury and set me back so much I did, you lose a bit of love for the sport you don't really want to run anymore as I said it became scared yeah. to run and then just a couple of conversations with the, a couple of learners that I was teaching how to drive and uh, and the interest was sparked straight back and then it started with some very very slow 15-20 minute basic runs um, and then you just wait like 48 hours for any pain you know no. and, then, and then, then you try it again and then you wait but I did realise that I probably couldn't run or every day of the week like like I wanted to yeah. you know I, I definitely couldn't do that so that's when the bike came into play um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I started doing a bit of swimming and I'd, I'd spend quite a bit of time on the bike just sitting either in the house just on the table, or just going off a little bike ride somewhere near
0: 24-25 now yeah. The, yeah yeah and, and are you th- feeling competition are you already set your mind on competition or is it just yeah you start
1: <laughs> look, you start looking around at, uh, at events that you can possibly do that involves a bike because mm-hmm. When I first came back, I wasn't at the level where I was going to be competitive as, as a runner, because you're running, like, at this stage, I'm running 17, 18-minute 5Ks, solid enough for, for some people, but it was never going to get me, you know, to, to, to win in races. races. when is if you if I looked away, and I looked around a little bit, and I looked at some of the other events that were going on, you're thinking, well, a 17-minute 5K in a duathlon or a triathlon well, is actually, it's it's not that bad, It's 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 okay, you can be competitive with that if you've got a good bike, and you can cycle fast, then you can be competitive with that.
0: By the way, for the listener, recently ran 14.54 for, for 5k. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah, and that that's obviously just been years of consistency of just doing, being able to run three times a week, but that's all i run, and that's all I've ever ran since my mid-twenties now. Is three, three times three, a three week. Three times a week, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I was,
2: I was impressed he didn't throw in his own.
1: Yeah, yeah. Little performance
2: there. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, no, like that. ahead of you there. I'm quite, I'm quite, quite impressed he held that back, actually. No, it, Ian's
0: <laughs> wiped the floor with me many, many times in No, but well, I'll give John
1: Joe, John Joe the shout that he deserved because he ran a 1450 in, in the same race. he done his, his, his usual special tactic of just sitting there till 200 to go and then coming out like Michael Johnson.
0: <laughs>
1: We've seen him do that before. <laughs>
0: I wish it could be like Michael Johnson. He's got a last last 200 like Michael
2: Johnson.
0: (laughs) Um, No, in all seriousness, when I think of competition with your good self and I I think of the Sunday League and and your dominance in that and and obviously when I I came to the sport much later on, I was about 28 when I started getting some structure at the St. Helens Striders and turning up at the Sunday League and, and you were just flying around her and, um, there were comments, unbeatable and whatnot, nobody's unbeatable, are they? And, and then I sort of closed the gap in a bit. But
2: for years, I just heard, so just, I've got to beat that Ian one day, One day, I've got, to, I've got to beat him. <laughs> no, I say. mean, so much
0: respect, so much respect for him, but yeah, of course, wanted to, to get, to get past Ian, I want to get past you, um, no you want to get past every person that's in front of you, don't you? Yeah. Um, but, um, Competition, it's what drives us forward. You need goals, and, and, and um, obviously, um, you, you don't want to get it, it it's, it's not going to get out of hand. But um, anyway, back to the story. So where are we? Yeah, <laughs> so I think
1: I'm about 28 now. 28, 28, <laughs> yeah. driving
0: school that's progressing quite nicely. Um, And And you've started to run, but you're 17, 18 minutes and you, you, but you, you've brought in the swim and the cycle. Yeah. You're a natural swimmer. I, Not at all. Would that be the weakest of the three? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but you've developed the swimming though.
1: Yeah, I have spent hours and hours and hours yeah. on there, uh, on YouTube, on in the pool, watching your phone in the pool. You know, trying. Yeah. To have the, you got
0: guys at Mersey Try who work on that with you? I imagine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But
1: there is guys at Mersey Try. I, I have been down there a little bit, but with my job being a nighttime job, there mm. sessions overnight, so I was often swimming in the morning on my own. Um, but yeah I've, I've done sessions over the years with people and um, yeah I mean swimming is one of them things Things it's not like running it's completely different isn't it because running the more you do it the generally the better you get yeah, sometimes yeah. swimming the more you do it, unless you change things a little bit and you try different things technique yeah technique you know you know. Harry Redknapp said you know practice makes permanent you know because it doesn't make perfect because if you practice the wrong stuff yeah. you just still stay the same speed in swimming you know you, mm. you might get more efficient uh, but you don't necessarily get that much faster and that was my first goal with the swimming was to be able to get out the water and not to be totally goosed oh, because yeah. because 1500 metres swim is not like 60 lengths in your local pool or 25 yeah. metre pool so it's not, not Fif- a-
0: 1500 metres we're talking about uh, a triathlon now that, right? that'd be an Olympic distance triathlon right. yeah. 1500 metres yeah. that would be the start of your event and, yeah. and um, transitioning onto the bike by yeah yeah, yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Mm. So when you're doing, when you're getting out the out the pool, out the out into the pool, you you've done normally done open water. When you're getting out the open water, my first goal was always not to be all over the place getting on the bike because I knew I could ride the bike. I, I was quite lucky in, in the cycling sense because mm. I was actually quite quick from when the first starts right. on the bike, which I was I was quite fortunate with really. But the swimming took hours upon hours upon hours to try and get any 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 good at all really. Um, Did you
0: not have someone you know? I know you mentioned YouTube, but someone who would particularly yeah. correct your, you yeah, know, in the yeah. pool, pool side or yeah,
1: well the best the best the best bit of money I spent on it mm-hmm. was I went to an endless pool. Uh, I don't even know an endless pool. It's like it's like a, a swimmer's treadmill if you like, right. and it's all mirrored inside, and it, they've often got cameras all around. them So you go to one of these endless pools, and a coach is normally there, and you can swim and. It's funny because when you swim, you you think you look like Phelps. And then you watch a video and you think, that's not me. (laughs) I don't swim like that. (laughs) Uh, But when you get to see it, it's all mirrored inside and you can see exactly what you're doing. And in theory, most people will know if they've studied swimming, they know how it should look. But you and you actually think you look like that, yeah. but then actually when you see yourself, that's the best way of correcting it then, yeah. because you can then see, well actually no, I don't do that. I think I do that, but it, it's absolutely not. You know they say don't put, make your hand cross over the, the, the forehead of your head, and I never thought I'd do that. As soon as I seen a video, the hand was over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, little things like that. That that was the the most important session for me. That though that that made me realise actually what I look like.
0: You just did that one one occasion or. No, than a few times. A few times, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and um, the, the the personnel there would would help you develop the correct movements. Yeah. Movement. yeah. Um, I recently, coached Clark, a video running, and I thought I didn't realize yeah. um, so much movement, you know, and 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 uh, as you say, when you see videos, it's it's a, it's a real good way of sort of reflecting on on. Um, whole technique
2: visualising how how you run and seeing how you swim sort of thing isn't it and seeing it and obviously the inefficiencies and and things that come in that you don't even realise but obviously over the the distance you're swimming or you're running you play a part in in your your loss of energy and burning out and tiring quicker than you would do you know if you if you could sort of write them and, and things yeah yeah absolutely yeah. yeah
1: and I think that's something that hopefully your listeners can take from this conversation that we're having now is that if there are any injury prone runners out there who, who, who are struggling you know you, you can over the years my, my I've been mentioned before I've done the fourteen fifty four the other week but yeah. um, you know when I was an 18 minute 5k run, I was trying to run loads and loads and loads and breaking down and then run loads and loads and then breaking down but actually i stuck to my structure three times a week but I've included a bit of swimming and yeah. included a bit of cycling and all of a sudden just the consistency over the years yeah. um, you know it probably won't be the, the same approach as what some of the lads you've spoken to because a lot of people high mileage and, and do this yeah, but yeah. some bodies don't allow that yeah. and mine was one of them that just didn't allow that so you compensated it so you lose the junk mileage you keep the quality up but you replace the junk with the pool or you replace yeah. the junk with the bike um, and you don't necessarily have to do triathlons for it but it, it massively brings you on.
0: Well, I, I can um, I can share that sort of idea because I'm running about five times a week. Well, as a bin man, I'm I'm walking maybe ten miles a day, pulling and lifting bins, and the physicality of that is, is obviously boosting the, the the overall fitness, and it's giving me that sort of endurance. I think. I think.
2: Yeah. Well, then you having those. You need those rest days in between because you you're doing that, don't you? Because there's days when cause yeah, I'm, right. I'm running seven days a week and double days. A lot of them and stuff yeah. like that, and obviously when I come, uh, I come back and, and say you're going for a run or anything, and you you know you're resting out, and you no, know, I'll leave it today, sort of thing and stuff, because you need that bit more recovery and, and stuff from your, your sort of more laborious job and things. And me getting older, me just, getting uh, older uh, now, you see. It's funny you said about the job because <laughs> <laughs> as
1: a driver and stuff, that my calories burned for the day I was zero. Yeah. It was zero when I was doing the job, um, but um, during lockdown, I got a job as a delivery driver right. for oh, yeah. Hermes but it, it's, you only cover a two-mile radius, so you, you're not really in the car. Your car just stores your parcels. Right, and yeah. actually throughout lockdown, I was going around delivering parcels, and right. I'm coming up with like 20,000 steps, 25,000 yeah. steps a day, you know, just off work and, and then when I went back to being a driver, and stuff, I, I was looking, I was thinking, I'd do like 4,000 a day. Yeah. So actually your job can determine how much you can actually trade yeah, in that aspect. Yeah. You know. Yeah,
2: yeah. and I, I sit behind a desk most of the time yeah. and just... I'm just chatting to runners and stuff like that, so I'm not really expending anything while I'm in work. So yeah.
0: Um, Before I forget, you you mentioned watches. There a watch that you would recommend for for triathlons? The one that you're wearing there What would that? This be? is a Vivo Active Three. This
1: this is a bit of an older watch, but um, but it works for me. I mean, some people love everything. Don't do the mod cons of and the expensive five six hundred pound watches. This is about one hundred and thirty pound. This
2: watch and it does everything that you need. So. Well, I I weirdly enough, five years ago bought mine and uh, mine was a tri watch. Yeah. And, uh, what, what is your my, my, mine's a, a Garmin 735 X2 what so was this a story Gar- mean, the Garmin yeah, think, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah for some reason, <laughs> some reason I bought a, a, a tri-watch and uh, I think just because it did the uh, it does the Strava live segments yeah, so I could just like see when I was coming up to someone else's Strava segment and then try and blast it out like um, it, it synced it to the watch but, um, the ghost yeah, <laughs> yeah. but then I don't do any swimming or cycling so it was like I think it was like an extra 200 pound over the the, the plane running watch sort of thing but that yeah. one little functionality that it had in it that, that I was actually going to use.
1: But you've probably got plenty of comms now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in terms of rehab, have you ever tried yoga? Uh,
1: no, I haven't tried yoga, to be honest. No. Yoga, I would recommend
0: that. It seems yeah. to have worked for me just doing some of those movements. Um, and running on grass seems to, I, I find that plantifasciitis, they call it, mm-hmm. sometimes develops ever so slightly on, on the soles on the of my feet. And as soon as that happens, transferring to grass, perhaps should be running more on grass anyway. And then um, David gave me a pool ball um, most recently, and I, during the, the the Tony O'Brien podcast, I had the pool ball under my left foot for like <laughs> three hours, and at the end it was gone. Yeah. The problem was gone. Yeah. Can't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. Really. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's probably the Tony O'Brien effect.
0: <laughs> 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 Um, twenty eight. Where are we now? Twenty eight. Yeah, go on. Bring this story. So, so um, yeah, so now,
1: now I'm I, I'm at starting to to compete again now. Uh, mm. You know, I'm doing some triathlons. Have and you joined a
0: particular team? No, you, at this point,
1: st- I, I actually stayed unattached, but I still competed for the calories on the uh, on the road when I w- could get in their team, because mm. um, some of the relay teams they were quite, you know. They yeah,
2: around. Do, 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 are we talking around? what were we like 2010 2000 yeah. around there now and yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. And they had very strong teams so yeah, whenever yeah. you could
1: get in between Mellor Gundot Harper yeah, Harper, Harper. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know they were the all
2: the, the Warrington lads that came over That's uh, right, Cliffy yeah. and, yeah, yeah. and Broadhurst and stuff like that so <laughs> they would take
1: the the priority for the spot in the team but when I could get in, the, in, in some of the teams I would still represent the Haddies on the road relays
0: um, what do you mean by unattached then if you can still represent them are you not still attached to the club
1: no yeah I,
2: I was I was attached as a
1: runner but in the triathlon world I was unattached I oh, see what you mean yeah because yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Harry was not associated to yeah, yeah, yeah. Tri- yeah. Well, that's they,
1: they no, no no, no, it, no I, 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 and then I, I joined Mersey Tri basically a few years later after oh. being competitive because I quite, I quite like I know this sounds ridiculously silly but I quite like doing triathlons Coming, you know, in in the top couple of places if I could, and you'd have like you know Joe Blogs, this represents, and then you'd have like John Smith, this, and then you'd have Ian Lotton unattached. Uh-huh. And it, I I felt like that, I quite liked that for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: The unknown, you know, yeah. who is this man? You know, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> where a Mersey tribe based? Uh, the base either side of the water really they've got they yeah. do the training around Sefton Park uh, in midweek and then they've got sessions that go over in the Whittle as well right yeah, yeah. so do,
0: there's running sort of sessions at Sefton Park and then yeah and then on the Whittle the, the, yeah, they've the got main, some Whittle,
1: and they've got some at Southport as well they've, Southport yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: they're, they're, how many members would be a part of uh, Mersey Try I wonder
1: oh yeah I'm not sure you'd have to ask one of the uh, one of the committee members for that one I'm not sure I don't really get involved in, the, uh, in that side of things I oh, don't know 20,
0: 28 twenty eight becoming more and more competitive uh, and challenging and, and winning events.
2: Um, we are talking about two thousand and eleven. Would that be sort of your first big major success in the in the sort of the duathlon sort of world with the, what thirteenth of the of the national? Yeah, that's right. Game? Yeah, yeah,
1: the national champs um, down in Nottingham, I think they were, and uh, I came thirteenth in that. Um, yeah, that was that was probably the hardest event that I'd done really yeah. because it was uh, it was. I was amazed how fast some of the lads were going on the bike. The run was okay; it was controlled. There was four of us away in the ten k, um, and uh, and the four of us ran into transition together, and we had a bit of a gap. But then it was it was quite a long bike course this one. Sometimes throughout on distances vary, right. um. So it, it was normally it'd be forty k. This was more like forty five k, and it was undulating, so we favoured the strong cyclists really. So I remember getting off the bike down at about 16th, because I'd been passed by quite a few of the strong cyclists, yeah. and then getting back off and then trying to run the five k again to finish. Um was yeah it was tough again a few places but obviously that it was lost on the bike really which gave me something to think about really uh, over the, the the next couple of years yeah because me running was i'd got to the point where it was where it needed to be for that type of event because i'd come off the 10k run in in the top four yeah and, you know we were just away and it was comfortable i was thinking yeah it's fine here yeah. but then on the bike i was i was showing up a little bit to yeah. just have a little bit of a weakness despite it was a solid bike for me but not as quick as the lads who were the quickest in the country. You know, I right. was left behind by yeah, yeah. some of
0: them. Now tell us the truth in regards to triathlons. I think um, the distances question marks sometimes over the, the the run aspect of it and how a person could get a PB within that distance and then separating it from the triathlon run runs slower. Um, I don't
2: even think it's necessary that it's it, it's it's. I know I know I've I've been in, in trouble before on yeah, the podcast for, for my comments on it, but um you know I, I've always said that I've always wondered you know whether ten are the ten k distances stuff like that maybe a little short a little thing because you've got certain times being run that you know would put them on par with like the best ten k runners you know just there's just solely runners sort of thing you yeah. know just doing one sport without having done the bike and the swim beforehand and things and I'm always like you know surely at that you know if you could do that why not just go out and and beat the the, the, the pure runners in 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 the in the road races and things like that but yeah. i suppose there's well my other point my other one to that is that there's quite a lot of money to be made in the in the in the triathlon world and things that at that top at the top level anyway and um, and in running there, there is some money there but if you can if you can do it in the tri world it's probably a little bit more I would say as well with some of the sponsors and stuff that, that, that it attracts especially the, the last couple of years where it's grown in, in popularity yeah yeah. I mean isn't it isn't the case of like if it's not in the power of 10 it
1: doesn't exist is that, well, is that is well, the well, Yeah, yeah. That's,
2: that's, in the running world it does seem to be yeah, nowadays yeah. which
1: yeah uh, no you know, I mean <laughs> the, uh, to me the courses oh, uh, always they take the distance rather than the distance they take the course so Sometimes it, it can be a two lap run course, but it, it's, I, I've done loads of loads of triathlons when it's it's, it's either been under or over, in no. terms of the 10Ks. Um, but it's funny because people won't tell you it's under, they'll just say around a, yeah, a, a yeah, great yeah. 10K time. But when it's, like say, like if you're a 32 minute 10K runner and you come out and do a 31 in a triathlon, they'll tell you run a 31 10K. No. But if you do a 35 10K, they'll say, yeah, it's 10.5. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know? But, um, yeah, the, the distances are inconsistent. It's not like a, a proper 10K, like, where you, it's accurately measured and, and it's it's signed off and it's licensed. And triathlons do different distances. Sometimes you'll get a 42K bike. Sometimes you get a 38K bike. Sometimes you'll get a 9.5K run. Sometimes you get a 10.5K run. You know, the Olympic distance does move a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking the ITU lads, that's probably a bit more set in stone, you know, at the high level, but... Uh, up and down the country and you've got triathlons each week, and sometimes they are advertised as yeah. funny different distances. You'll see a triathlon, it might, be, it might have a 21k bike and a 5.6k run, you know, right.
2: yeah, and yeah. what people want. I, I mean, I suppose, as well, like, talking on that, like, different PBs, depend on the course, like, I suppose, from getting away from just the, the, the cycling and the running, I suppose the swim would always contrast, because yeah. if you're open water, depend on what the weather's going to be like yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, Absolutely. and how rough the, the water is, yeah. it's... That's going to completely you, alter and affect... Oh, the long uh, swim is always open.
1: The wind, the wind just blows the boys in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, and sometimes as well, in a, in a swim, you can follow the wrong path. You can be in a path and, and you can be over there and the boy is, is over yeah. there. That, that happens. <laughs> and you might come out and you've swam, you know, much further than everyone else. That's because you went the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, the distance is... What about the
0: the overall distance from the this very start to the end? Would that be more? Would that be a set in stone, or could that that
1: that would only be the same over uh, when uh, there's an Ironman type of thing? Oh, yeah, because yeah, they have yeah. the, the exact distances for an Ironman, or a half Ironman, so they're they're based that, on exact distances. Yeah. That'll be more more accurate if it's a proper Ironman event. Um, but most of the the events that run down the country, they just vary the course. As I say, the course dictates the distance rather than the distance it takes the takes yeah. the course if you like. Um, mm. that, that's generally how it works you might get some people who claim they've got a, a quicker 10k than what they have but let them have it if they yeah, want. yeah, yeah. And, you know
0: I want to talk more about diet you burn in so many calories tell me about what are you laughing at Matthew? just
2: laughing at how much you're eating while you're talking about diet yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tell me about you know what sustenance what what what, what's, what do you have in your, in your diet Tony O'Brien I thought his diet was Impeccable. He he really uh, seems to eat, eat very well. What about yourself, sir?
1: Yeah, probably possibly the opposite to Tony O'Brien. Um, as as I've been a driving instructor for the last fifteen years, you do tend to eat on the road a bit. You know, you'll stop and grab something, which is just convenience as opposed to healthy, because uh, yeah. you're operating on a time schedule. I think I'm hoping now I'm, I'm moving into a new job. It'll change a bit because I'll have more structure and I won't be eating ad hoc. I'll have proper meal times yeah. uh, and I can be a bit more careful with what I eat. Um, but I would say over the last couple of years, I possibly more under at the wrong things. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know, I haven't eaten enough and the stuff I have eaten has not been the best stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's different when it comes to the weekend, you've got a bit more time as well and then you've got your long stuff, so you're going off a long bike. Uh, on a on a Sunday morning, so that would be when you'd fuel up properly with your porridge and your bananas and stuff like that, and then you'd come back and you'd take your protein shakes when you get home. That's a bit more because it's you've got more time. But my day-to-day life has often been just eat on the move, really. So not, Tony totally O'Brien. Before be,
0: uh, before a race event, tell me what your diet would be like just before a race event on the day on the day of the race.
1: On a day, are we talking a morning race or night race? Because it's different
0: let's go for both of them
1: yeah okay so in a morning race a lot of the events i would do start quite early so you know, maybe at six or seven o'clock in the morning start so you have to you have to try and get up two hours before and so you, uh,
0: you would get up at four in the morning yeah eat it. Mm, okay. yeah
1: you've got a six start yeah you'd have to get up before yeah. and you'd have to have i would try and always get pottage and bananas um, and definitely and then if it's a longer event I'd then be nibbling away as we get close to the start line or maybe a few breakfast bars mm-hmm. I mean nutrition over the long events is quite important so you almost start feeling quite full knowing that the fact that you're going to be racing for the next four and a half hours so it becomes and, and you eat a lot on the bike when, you, when you're when in events you know you, you do you spend obviously you can't eat in the water but you spend a lot of time eating on the bike um, which keeps you fueled up but for me beforehand porridge bananas would be the way I would go yeah. Night before, pasta. Um, if a night race, night races I find more difficult. Um, So, like, because often night races will be shorter, five miles, five Ks, that sort of stuff. I just tend to have my dinner and nothing else because I'm used to getting up in the morning and training often midweek without any food. Yeah. So, I often think, well, if I've gone eight or nine hours without any food and I've got up and I've ran okay, I've had my lunch at 12, 1 o'clock and I'm racing at 7 I'm thinking I don't really need anything else if I was hungry I'd pick up something but I I find sometimes it gets in the way more than helps Mm. especially with 5k you don't need to fuel up for the 5k do you?
2: no no
0: I've made that mistake a few times (laughs) yeah
1: you know it, it, I always find the night ones more difficult because I don't train overnight. I train of the morning yeah. so I find the morning routine much easier to do although mm-hmm. eating for in the morning is a little bit tricky but um, <laughs> but when you're uh, racing overnight, night I, I do find that more difficult because I normally at 7, 8 o'clock at night I'm still in work and I'm going yeah. to get home I'm going to be dealing with the kids and sitting down it's not,
2: it is a changing routine yeah. and I think that's it uh, and sometimes it's that, that waiting around sort of thing on it and what 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 you know? What do you eat and what don't you eat and when you have yeah. too much of something or, or too little and things and yeah and I like I find the whole
1: race day procedure quite stressful at times mm. um, until I get on the start line uh, you know the logistics of getting there in the park and the parking and the queue for the toilets and you're doing this and you're doing that or whether, if you're in a triathlon you're setting up transition I find that all quite stressful I just like when I'm on the start line that's the only time I feel like I can relax really yeah. because that's what you do isn't it that's what we, we that's what we know that's what we train yeah. for we train to be able to stand on the start line all i have going to do now is, is run and that, that's fine I'm happy with that but the whole logistics of going to places sometimes that you don't know and where you're going to park and what's the queue going to be like and all that, that I find that quite stressful really but actual running I don't
2: yeah,
0: yeah. now I know Matthew wants to discuss uh, shoes
2: well technology, well, technology, technology, I, I wanted to have a... Because, you know, I suppose, yeah, talking about shoe technology and things that, obviously, you know, on the, in the tri-world, and the, the triathlon world, obviously, the bikes, uh, the wetsuits and things that, if you, you've got the wetsuits and stuff, is, um, you know, is, is obviously, tech can make a huge difference. Um, and obviously now, in the running world, shoes have become the big topic and the big discussion point and, mm-hmm. you know, arguments against them for, you know, the de- too expensive, you know. The carbon plates used are too expensive and things, and it makes it it makes the, the sport more difficult to do because people can't afford them, or you know, it's just too much of technical advancement that it's it's changing everything. But then obviously, you know, you look at on on the bike side of things, you can get a bike that can cost the you know the price of a of a of a pretty decent car and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. to, the, um, and things like that. So yeah, I sort of wanted to to hear, I suppose, your views on on. You know, on the, on the shoe technology side of things, I mean, it, going off the Olympics, it looked like uh, ASICs seemed to be the the try uh, winner in the, in the shoe world, it seemed Best to be inside the yeah. Nike's ones, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Beth comes out with a 14 and a bit ASICs yeah, and everyone's got ASICs. <laughs> both,
2: both the, um, the men's and women's winners were both in, in yeah. ASICs shoes as well, weren't they, at the Olympics yeah. sort of thing, so... Um, yeah, what what are, what are your thoughts on 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 the shoe world of things, in, 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 from from the running perspective, and then obviously you know that technology then as you know as it relates to sort of on the bikes, yeah, and I mean, as well, running is the cheapest sport you'll find. Yeah, I think
1: you know all you need is a pair of shoes and some legs, you know, and then just go for the run. Um, so the fact that some expensive shoes have come out, and okay, they are a little bit expensive, but in the grand scheme of things, from my opinion, they're not ridiculously expensive you mentioned bikes um, bikes bikes are, are ridiculously expensive absolutely uh, and in terms of the shoes I mean I, I've, I've got a bit of carbon shoes I'm not sure how much
2: better they are I don't know um, John Joe went from 1540 to 1450 and his what, so what shoes have you got <laughs> my, 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 my you got the A6 as well broke. I think I've both of them ones blades. <laughs> new balance yeah uh,
1: yeah Um. I'll tell you story about the bikes if you're talking technology and bikes I had an old bike uh, um, that I'd bought I'd had it for years and I just when I first started cycling I was cycling it all the time and I loved it it was my favourite little, you know it was my pride and joy <laughs> it was the one I learned something I had the bike on that got proper bike shoes and all that you know and then I was we looking to let go of it it was it was, and it was, all the lads I was cycling would saying you need a new bike it's part of that bike it's rubbish Give it was doing the bike. job though but it was doing the job yeah and yeah. um, and I was racing on it as well because people, you know, bore you a little bit. People have winter bikes. They have a training bike, and then they have a bike that they race on. So people, someone who, who cycles a lot, well, that maybe have three or four bikes. Yeah. Um, some of them quite expensive. Some of them very cheap. Like I've got an old winter bike that someone gave to me that I just connected a the table that sits in the shed. So that that doesn't even go outside, but it yeah. does the job. It's yeah. perfect. That cost me nothing. Um, the first bike I bought just cost a couple of hundred pound. That was the one I didn't want to let go of. And then me, and my wife went away. And we got married. And we came back with some change because um, we'd saved up for the wedding, but just the two of us got married in Greece and we'd come back and had a little bit of money left over. And my wife used to come to the races with me all the time and she'd see these lads that I was racing against on these big flash bikes and me turning up on, on my bike and she said, you should get yourself a bike. Um, so I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I was There's nothing the bikes, I don't want to spend two, two and a half grand on a bike, you know. But we'd saved the money and we hadn't used it, so we decided, okay, I'll, I'll take one for the team and uh, I'll go and buy this bike. And I used to quite often do a session around Sefton Park. I used to do 10 laps around Sefton Park as fast as I could uh, on my bike. And I could never break an hour. I, I was over like 62, 61, 62. When I got this expensive bike, obviously the first thing you do, straight to Sefton Park, let's do it, 57 minutes. First time, without yeah. even trying. Jeez. Yeah, and, and that's 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 quite a big, yeah, significant yeah, yeah. difference then. Um And that's when, that's where the triathlon and the cycling world becomes a bit difficult because the ones with the most money often can go the fastest if you know, if you put the same engine in both of them, yeah. the one with the most money will always win, um, which is a bit unfortunate really. But run is the cheapest spot. Okay, you might have to spend £200 on a pair of shoes and that, that sounds like a lot, but if that's going to knock Fifty seconds off John Joe's PB. I bet it's the best <laughs> turn the party isn't it? You know, you bet you went looking oh, to we see then, thinking I can't believe I bought them. <laughs> you
0: <know>? No comments <laughs> Um, God, yeah. So, have you finished talking about shoes then, Matthew? Did I answer the
2: question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we, we we're still we, we're, where are we in your career because you've had some successes talk to Sorry. me about some of the highlights of your career some of the, the real sort of achievements because you've got you've had the low period where you've
2: i was you, gonna say you've been written
0: off by the doctor and then you've had some real highs and, and successes
2: i say surely like this year as well um obviously coming back in competitions coming back and after after all the lockdowns and things like that obviously you know maybe more time to train a little bit of, i suppose you you wouldn't been able to do your job for a, a period of time no. in there as well, sort of thing. That's um, right, yeah. Obviously, then you know, finished third at the at the National Jathland Championships and first vet 40 in the age group, obviously still 39 though. But uh, yeah. the, the age uh, working out it works in, in, the, in that world is yeah. slightly different. Bit of a bandit, yeah. But, yeah.
1: <laughs> but because I'm 40 this year, it's based on your birthday on the 31st of December, so that means that I fall into the V40 category. <laughs> so, probably the youngest person in the V40 category. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've never been a person. Who looks at the age categories and then I started getting old, so then I started looking at them a bit more. <laughs> um, but no, that day for for the national giraffe land championships, I was going there in good form. I knew I was in good form, and uh, I was, I had a, a, a good solid block on the, on the bike because bikes time consuming, and as you mentioned, we had more time. Um, so I was able to get out and ride more hours, and that's what it takes. Sometimes it just takes hours upon hours on a bike mm-hmm. just, just doing you know. The people who have got more hours to spend on a bike will have more success. And as a time crunch person, I didn't have that luxury, but during lockdown, I did. I, I was able to. I didn't have to get off the bike at seven o'clock because I had to, do, to get the kids ready for school because the kids weren't going to school. I could sit on the bike at start. I was still doing my morning sessions. I was yeah. still starting at half five in the morning, but I stayed until like eight o'clock, half eight, you know, and it didn't matter because no. Yeah, yeah. after that time, the kids weren't up. I don't have to be home for nine o'clock to start homeschooling, yeah. you know, and that gave me the bit of a springboard if you like. So when I turned up the National Giraffe Land Champs, there I am in decent run shape, but no I'm I'm actually really stronger than the bike at the moment. Um so yeah, and I've bought another new bike, so that helped. <laughs> 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 um but yeah in terms of career highs that's definitely one of them. Yeah. Um going to the World Championships back in two thousand eleven was it? Two thousand yeah I think twenty eleven I went to the World Age Group Championships. Um, over in Spain and that's a qualification event you have to qualify to get there and you, you know you. it's self-funded so it's not like you're an elite athlete Um, and the, the age categories are only in five year categories so it's not it's not it's not a huge thing but it's a nice achievement to get yeah. uh, you know lots of people have had it it's good success and you go over there and when I was in Spain, that was uh, it was the first taste of an international event because it, there was people from all over the world, and it was great to be part of like the, the Great Britain team if you like. Because yeah. the elites are there, the elite athletes were there. I was there as part of the age group category, um, but you're still part of the open ceremony, the closing ceremony. It was a, it was a bit of a festival going when mm-hmm. you were staying in this. This um small town in, in Spain, and it was uh, it was brilliant. It was just like a, a total festival of running and cycling, um, and the races were on all day on the Saturday, all day on the Sunday because you raced in your age group category So there was lots of get through male and female five year categories, uh, and I came fifth in that, and and I was yeah I was the second Brit home in my age category that time, and I think that was uh, that was a big step forward to me that in the in the triathlon world where I felt like. Um, I'd I'd reached a new barrier, particularly on the bike. I mentioned earlier yeah. that them lads had gone past me on yeah, the bike, in yeah. that way this time it didn't happen. Um, I I'd, I'd come out of the run in the mix, and I'd stayed in the mix on the bike. Um, which was I was I was really pleased with yeah. yeah. Big turning points.
0: Now your lovely lady Emma seems like a rock within. You know she's supporting you. She's at the races. Tell me more about that support because I imagine it's it's very important. It gives you that.
1: Yeah, I mean Emma's Emma's a runner herself to be fair. Well sure. she, she she runs a bit now anyway. Um she's done three marathons in the past. Um since the kids have come along a bit more difficult to, to, to balance it. But it's 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 difficult because it's often one in one out in our house. Um, and you try not to take too much of each other's time. Um but the, the, the support that you get from, from at home is key. Because when I'm going out training or when I'm going out to events or, or whatever, they are time consuming this thing, you know, it does take a lot of time. And knowing that, the, the, the kids are all okay and, and Emma's okay and if the kids can come to the event, they don't often come that much any, um, really because they've been quite young. But hopefully as they get a bit older, they'll come to a few more events. Um, early on in my and Emma's relationship, we would be travelling everywhere together. Emma came to Spain with me, she came every race I'd done, she was there. Um and vice versa, you know. Whenever she raced, I was always there, on my bike, pinpointing, making sure she wasn't late <laughs> with my stopwatch. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's key, isn't it? It's absolutely key to have that. I think so. Sol- I've seen, I've rock. seen
0: with other athletes sometimes they've not got that, and it's as good as they are. That they've, they've, you know, it's, 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 it's to some extent being lost, and then it's back again. You know, but you've got that solid foundation and it, it's, it's, it's obviously hard. It's worked hard. for you. It's hard when you've got
1: kids though, you know, I mean, yeah. you don't you, you've got kids, have you? No, I've No, got no, kids. no. no it, it's hard when you've got kids, especially when you've got two people that have got two full-time jobs, you've got two young kids and you're both on to train, yeah. you know, and it, it's, it's a balancing act, it's not easy and it takes a bit of teamwork between the two years to, to understand each other's way, you know, because, Okay, you can argue and say that my level of competition might be a tiny bit higher than Emma's, but that's of no importance because it's it's, it's as important to Emma to get out and do her bits as it is for me to get out and ma- do my yeah. bits. It, it doesn't matter at what speed you do it at or anybody that, that runs, it's every there's always a race within a race, isn't it? Whether yeah. you're doing a, a 30 minute 10k or a 50 minute 10k, you're still in a race within a yeah. race, uh, and it's as important to those people who do 50 minutes as it is to those who do 30 minutes, so it's 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 understanding that, that your, your partner for her mental health for her well being for everything like that she wants to get out and run so you've got, you've got to be the rock for her as well you know it works both ways yeah,
0: yeah. I always like to bring up social media because I'm not the biggest fan of social media although I am I am on on social media um what are your feelings about social media y- y- Yeah, I mean, pros and cons. How would you? I I
1: don't, I'm not a huge social media person in terms of not, I'm not on Twitter, I'm not really on Instagram. We've got the prime account there, but but um, as an individual, I'm not, I am on Facebook. Um, it's it's good, it's got its uses if you don't kill it, you know. I mean, it's great for me keeping in touch with. How people are getting on in terms of like results you know yeah. cause as we're all stalkers aren't we let's yeah. be honest we all stalk everybody oh you know? yeah I, I got the, uh, the elite <laughs> entry list for
2: uh, Manchester this week yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. like maybe 60 men in the in the elite field yeah and I was power of 10 every single one of them through yeah. that list it must have taken me most the afternoon to sort of do like but Absolutely. that was it like yeah. wanted but to we, know and uh, see where people we'll we'll were so. yeah I, all find,
0: all I find the whole thing very it can be very easily very become very addictive um do you find that yourself or do you you, read, do you discipline yourself? Do you have certain times when you'll, you'll use it and then you'll cut off completely from it? Do you have a... a...
1: Well, in my job, I don't really get to use it all day mm. because, because I'm in a car. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, without Santa Cruz, it's toilet reading That's all it is, isn't it? You yeah, yeah, sit yeah. in the toilet and you have a little read, see what the world's doing and then you just crack on with life.
0: But no longer because we've got three beautiful presents for you here and I... We've, we've not finished don't we? we've got plenty more to talk about but I think this is interesting because you're a big fan of autobiographies that's right and for what reason
1: because you, I just deal with the facts I'm not really a fantasy person yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't really imagine things are going on it's deal with the facts deal with the power of ten facts so we've got yeah, we've I, got
2: I, I only do I only do biographies I only do running running biographies and autobiographies. Yeah. to be fair so yeah, would like to learn from I'm a yeah, Harry, po- before, Harry really? Potter fan myself. <laughs> 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 we do with
0: the facts and you're away with the <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. We've got Tony Cascarino full time. Um, that should be interesting. We've got, got sorry go on he played for the Republic of Ireland um, after his retirement people were saying he, he had no Irish in him he was Italian. <laughs> I, don't know, I remember hearing that headline. Yeah. yeah. Um, why, why did you choose that particular boot, Ian?
1: Well, I listen to Cass on uh, Talksport quite a lot, to be honest. I used to listen to
0: Talksport yeah, um, yeah, yeah. quite often. So,
1: um, yeah, obviously spend a lot of time in the car. So, um, yeah, and, and he talks well. I like Cass. Does he? Re- yeah, 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 he used to have this, uh, the weekend breakfast show with uh, Georgie Bingham on a Saturday morning.
0: I don't know much about him. Then we've got Paul Burrell. He was the chauffeur for, for um, Lady Diana, I think, uh, um, he was ag- the
1: one I'm a celebrity when he with uh, the the funny noises when he put his hand in the box oh, do- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know more about him than yeah. me
0: <laughs> why that particular one are you a, a big fan of the royals no 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 but the, the, <laughs> the
1: story of Princess Diane is fascinating isn't it
0: it seems to be well yeah people are fascinated with it um, it's always on the bloody you know tabloids but I don't know if uh, yeah I suppose I Suppose his perspective, if it's genuine, accounts that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, I, I've, I've watched loads of documentaries on Princess Fan, and obviously, her boys are the same age as us, aren't they? Really, isn't, yeah. yeah. I thought they were looked a lot older, <laughs> 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 they've had an <laughs> hard life, haven't they? <laughs>
0: now, finally, we've got um, Martin Johnson who lifted the World Cup for England autobiography again. You're not a big rugby fan, but. Well, no, but the best the Harry Potter that you had done. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Twilight. He was trying to give yeah. me,
1: to be fair. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, When, when we're talking, when, when you're talking sports books, whether you're a rugby fan or whether you're not, reading a book like that is it, it's about winning. It's that winning mentality. You know, he's a, he's a 2003 World Cup winner, so it's basically the, the insight that you'll get off a book like that will be great because it's 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 facts, it's true, and it's 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 about winning.
0: He was looking for the Frank Sinatra one, but I wouldn't give it to him. I, t- I, t- I had to grapple sc- sc- that back off. Uh, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just went it my way. <laughs> <laughs> we got four four nice little beers there for you as well. Yeah, and um, let's continue, Matthew. Have you got more questions?
2: Well, I know. Obviously, um, we we were talking before, and um, I think what's what's up next for you is, is Manchester Marathon you've been training for Manchester yeah Manchester um, Marathon is
1: what I'm going to uh, do I'm not a seasoned marathon gonna, I, hope you, I hope you wipe
0: the floor with this fella I'll yeah. be nowhere near him two, I've, two, two, I've got two, every 56, faith in you
2: 54 but, is that because yeah,
1: that, uh, that's when I done was it 2014 or then that was it about 6 years ago oh, oh, oh I didn't write that down yeah about yeah, <laughs> 6 years ago is <laughs> that your best
0: time thus far yeah 2 hours 36, 36 yeah and you're looking to beat that significantly yeah that's well, we don't know. It's, I don't want to put pressure. Yeah, on it,
1: no. I mean, so. I mean, I'll be very disappointed if I don't run faster than that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's 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 a bit of a. Well,
0: I will tell you one thing. With that fourteen fifty four five k, it shows. Yeah, you
1: know. I, I think I think I'm. It's a, it's a difficult one to mouth them because my plan I set myself. I'd say before I'm, before I turned forty, I wanted to run sub two thirty, uh, and kind of I was gonna do it last year and then obviously COVID hit and then not so so it's now October for this marathon and I'm, I'm 40 in December. Um so I'm running out of time a little bit now. So I decided I'll I'll give this a go. Um it, it kind of worked with the schedule anyway. And then um I'm getting to the point now where I think actually I'm getting a bit. I reckon I should go quicker, I? I don't. I reckon I might be setting myself up for the fall. Really, by saying it now, but I think I'm in better shape than than what a two thirty would be. So I'm in two minds now. Do a stick or a twist. I made a mention to you guys earlier. You guys will go out and run aggressively. Do I? Do I a, do a John Joe and, and put myself on the line or, or do I do a it on the side of caution and, there, and, and <laughs> I can go I can safe, comfortable 229, 228 or yeah. do I a, do a, do a get through halfway in 72, 73 and think Duh, let's have a go at the risk of the wheels massively falling off. Yeah,
2: yeah. And that's what I don't know. That, so you, that's where I'm at at the moment. You, I mean, you, need,
0: you, need, you need to know though. No? You went away before well, you get on I, that I was, I was I listening.
2: I, I mean, my, my coach is part of the, um, the NAZ elite. Scored out in Flagstaff in Arizona. And sure what's distant. his name again? Eh?
0: What's his name, the gentleman?
2: Um, so Ben Rosario was the coach of, of the NAZ Elite, okay. and um, I was listening to he was doing a couple of interviews with a couple of the, the athletes in there, and they were talking about yeah. I think they had they, they had questions sent in, and someone asked, you know, is it better to do a a, a positive split or a negative split in the marathon? And because uh, you always hear everyone going, oh yeah, negative split's great, do a negative split, um, and they were at date their thoughts are actually, you know, it's better to do a positive split on it because. If you, if you run a negative split you, you always leave the question in your mind of yeah, yeah. could I have run harder yeah. then because obviously I finished hard that second half could yeah. I have done better and, and actually run even faster so to then run you know if you do the positive split you, you sort of know well I put everything out there and I was tiring at the end sort of thing but yeah. I still achieved that that time um, so I thought that was quite interesting because yeah, yeah. When, whenever you hear the commentary and everything like oh yeah oh fantastic negative split fantastic you know yeah, oh,
1: I, I, I don't think I, I would run a negative split yeah. I don't think I'm not as I say I'm not a seasoned marathon runner I don't run loads and loads yeah. of miles I've so, done one so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's you know I'm trying to prepare for a marathon run about 40 50 miles a week yeah. at the most and I think that for me to leave it to a negative split is, is too much of a gamble because yeah. I think my I'll just get slow as it goes on
0: yeah. um, but so a negative split is a faster second half yeah yeah and, and why would that be a good thing, sorry?
2: Um, well, it, well it's, it, it's not necessary. Like The, the NAC guys were saying it wasn't. They wouldn't do it that way, but what a could, lot of people say it is, and we hear the commentators when you watch like London Marathon, for example, and stuff like that, will say, you know, they'll highlight, oh, that athlete's done a negative split oh, there okay. and how great that is, and sort of thing. Well, as what, what, it's, it,
0: what is the ideal, then? Just a consistent... Well, the, the
2: idea is, you, yeah. you know, equal both sides sort of thing, you, yeah. you know, make it even, but... Uh, okay. You know, obviously obviously it looks it looked good if you can run faster in the second half, because usually you'd expect people to start to tire a little bit. Yeah. But what they were saying was that it, it leaves you surely it would leave you thinking, well, if you're running faster for the second half of the marathon, could you have put more in yeah. and actually run a quicker time overall? Yeah, there's
1: there's, there's that question mark. Is they did 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 they leave it all out? Yeah. Whereas if you do a positive split, you've definitely left out out there because the reason you've slowed is because you're athlete yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's where I'm at with really. it. I don't know whether to. And I'll decide close to time. I'll see the next two weeks go. See how the legs feel because most of the training I've done has been on tired legs. Obviously, yeah. as you know. Um, I
0: imagine you're in great shape. You're in physical. You get get out there and you, you feel it and you, you move as, as well as you can move and you keep pushing and pushing. Ge- I think what gently will, be, what and will determine and it
1: as well is who's around me because if there's a, if there's a group of athletes and they're running mm. possibly a couple of seconds quicker than I want to, I think I'll just go with that. Yeah. And I, rather than be isolated on my own, I'll just think no, I'm just mm. going to go with this path.
2: So when's your your start? Must be the same as mine then. 9.85 is, is it? The white start or something like that? Is it? Uh, the white start I don't know. I, I've had ten ten twenty five. Is it? I don't know. 10, I think it is at the white right start. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, 10:25 yeah, is the elite wave. Right. Yeah. The, it's the nine o'clocks. The uh, the half guys. All right. No, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Um,
1: so yeah, that's. I think that's what I'll do. I'll look around. I'll, I'll get settled in the first mile. And if there's a pack moving, that's that's possibly a little tiny bit quick to me. I might just go with it and yeah. then see how we get on, rather than be isolated on my own. And uh, and then. Um, that'd be the
2: worst, yeah. would it? Yeah. I'm mean, amazed you're not in the elite wave. Actually, there's guys on the the elite wave that have run run the same time as you and stuff like that. So yeah. you should you should be in the the elite, wave Yeah, maybe I Did you buy Did you buy your entry? Do you have to pay for your entry? Um, yeah, I think oh, no, you could have got, got, got
1: in what free. I am not too sure. If someone gave it to me. I'm
2: not sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Got in the, in the, in the, after, you should be in the elites. After
0: this particular <laughs> marathon, what 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 ambitions in the What are you going for next?
1: Well, there's that big debate of whether to do a full Ironman Man or not or whether to do I mean have uh, have you done that before? No, not yet. So that would be that. a new Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. So
0: well capable, do, obviously. Well it's, capable. It's about you, you, you you'd want to be competitive as well. You wouldn't just want to get round, you'd be Yeah, it's
1: yeah. it's uh, when you do it you don't want to do half attempt at And mm. to um, and to do it properly, you've got to sacrifice your life pretty much building up to for a, you know, for a long period to, of time. To become
0: an Ironman, you've got to complete the course in under, what is it, 10 and a half hours or something? No, no, no. no what, yeah,
1: is that something uh, else? They, no, you normally have about a 16-hour course off normally. 16 but, hours, yeah. So yeah, but I mean, 10 hours a good time, to be fair. Um, you, You've got to do a 2.3 miles swim and 112 bike and a marathon.
0: What would you be your, you know, if you were going to go into that, what would you be aiming for?
1: Depends on the course, there's a mm. decent course they do in Nottingham, the Outlaw, um, mm. and you can probably, I could probably look towards getting close to nine hours for that, yeah. on, a, on that type of course. That'd be nice. Um, but it depends on the bike, doesn't it? The, the bike is what, you're on the longest, yeah. you know, 112 miles on a bike, you know, four or five hours, it's it's, it's a long stint on the bike. Mm. Um, Your swim is only an hour, maybe 75, depends how fast you swim, and obviously the marathons, whatever you've got left, but... The bike course is key because if, if you get a flat bike course and you get a good day with no wind, then you can get a quick time. But it, it's hard to be competitive. I'd say you'd, probably,
0: you'd be able to do one now, wouldn't you? You just wouldn't get what you'd... You know, you'd, you'd, you'd be able to achieve one now. But
1: yeah,
2: I'd get, I'd, I'd get around it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was I was uh, discussing um, with a couple of people about the, the, the training group we go out with on a Sunday and because uh, Berlin Marathon's this weekend and that was earlier today. And uh, I was saying I think... You know, all all the lads in the group, none of you are marathon training or anything like that. But I think you could all capable of probably getting round in under two forty for a marathon if you just went out and ran it just off your your general fitness on your yeah. you know from your Sunday right. runs and things right. like that. But yeah. um but that then wouldn't you know the levels that you all compete at currently anyway over five k's yeah. and stuff wouldn't be really anywhere you'd want to be. You'd, you'd want to be you know the low two twenties really. You'd be you're talking and for that you'd have to specifically do the training for it really. Yeah. Um, I know some of the guys would go far faster than that as well if they did the specific training for it the likes of Nathan and Dave and things as well Mm. Um, they'd be yeah well yeah, definitely under... Yeah, Coach Clark, Coach Clark wouldn't, wouldn't entertain that. I, no, no, no. I, I, well, no. You, you're fighting yeah, you, you, know, you guys it, and stuff. Just, yeah. just throw Marvin in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, though, the, the, most of Tony's lads, they're
0: relatively young,
1: aren't they? Like, Tom Redson's just one and a half, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, and yeah. Tony's young lad. I mean, half is the furthest he yeah. wants to, do, and he doesn't yeah. want to go to Mouton. No, yet. no, no. plenty of years to win. Well, I like to Dave Devine and Tom Redson. 29. Well, they're young enough to run fast
2: i just keep doing fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well that's it, well, if the yeah. fifteen five thousand yeah. guys really that's yeah. it, aren't they, you know yeah. what I mean? Off season, yeah, you throw in a half or something like that maybe, yeah. but yeah, half marathon, I more. think
0: that's that's what we'll be looking for next. Ten K. Ten K then maybe half marathon, yeah. yeah. Forget the marathon for now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, well, I mean, yeah. you know, you're getting on a bit, so you you might need to You've got no excuse, I am about you, someone can't <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: So but, you're yeah. toying with the idea of. A, I am toying with the idea. What about what else though? What, without that? In well,
1: the, I'll definitely do another half Ironman. That would be the, the that would be on the list for next year, um, and.
0: Um, in terms of running as well, you're gonna ha- be throwing yourself at various distances towards the end of this year. Telford ten yeah. k or. Yeah,
1: well, to, to be honest, I I need to better meet ten k PB. Cause what I'm, is the PB at the moment? At the moment, it's thirty one twenty nine, yeah. but it's. To me, I, I think I, I think on the right race, I'm much faster than that. Well, they
0: reckon if you double that time last time and had 30 seconds, it was 30 and a half, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Or even yeah, less yeah. than just that, just really. Time, you know, just yeah. off off the the idea. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it
1: was about three years ago when last time I'd done that. Um, the, the, I think the 31 thirty one twenty nine I ran on a very hot day in Sefton Park. And I just went off a bit quick as well. Um, and just died a little bit towards the end. Who got
0: him? Was it DeGene, was DeGene it, was in the Jean? The Jean was in Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jean was
1: in front <laughs> But the Jean went off, and you know the way the Jean runs, he's like fast, slow, fast, yeah, yeah. slow. He's so erratic, isn't he? And you're like, you're getting sucked in, and then he slows, and you're getting sucked in, and
0: then. You know something about that? I, I like that sort of. Um, that makes it more interesting for me. You know, like You went like that, yeah? I, f- yeah. I feel like that's well. I, I think did I did you read, in that mid chest. the Cheshire? books and stuff like. That, and he's, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think just, just nat- naturally I get a bit sort of. Maybe it's to do with focus. I don't know, but uh, you guys—you all talk about consistent and and keeping that same pace. But the likes of Dejean, they'll throw in a burst and then they'll drop back and sort of save some energy, bring some energy back, and then they'll go a little bit again. And they're sort of playing, aren't they? It's a bit more playful. Well, apparently, it doesn't bring out the best times in people. That that. No,
2: but it's it's a racing. If you're racing, that's that's you, you do it to break the other. Yeah, you the just other snap a elastic band, don't you? Yeah. Would well, you agree it's, with that? It's, it's, it's out, of, it's out of the best marathon there? runners race. Yeah, so, so in, the in the racing 70s, terms,
0: you, you're playing with the, your opponents, and, and they can get sucked in. And, and yeah, it's not the way to get a hmm. PB,
2: but it's possibly the way to break someone, isn't it? Yeah. It's right. The way to win yeah. a race, like, you, you yeah. go back to this in the seventies. That's where it started. You know, before that, yeah. marathon running was maybe more. Um, or maybe like back to the 60s but marathon running was more about time on foot and just trying to hold sustain all the way through but then yeah the era of like the likes of frank frank shorter and stuff like it became about putting these sort of up to a mile long burst into the race to really sort of try and burn out the other guys they'd either go with it or or, i think that guy's mad and let you go and then you, you could take the win from that or you know they'd go with it and you'd have to sustain it and you know a lot of the, now a lot of the marathon training is about practicing long runs where you will do you know fartlek in the middle of it and stuff like that, um and putting these bursts and practicing of anywhere i mean charlie spedden did the same thing is is one of his his favorite sessions to do it was always a, a a round of 10 miles within a, a 20 mile run of varying sort of 1 minute 2 minute 3 minute 4 minute bursts faster than marathon pace. If like, you could have had a Charlie um, Spen book and I got that one, have you? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I could have got, I got, I bought 10 copies. You signed them all as well.
0: And um, I'm sorry, I didn't get you one of those. That was, a, that was a, when, we, when did we interview Charlie, it's a good, good while ago now, eight. Yeah, summer, months. summer, yeah, yeah, summer 2020. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about these three particular runs that you run. You know, the, the three, cause you only run three We've not, this is this question we should have asked mm-hmm. by now, surely, Matthew, mm-hmm. three runs. <laughs> three yeah. runs what what are they so
1: we're short in interval longer
0: in interval slash tempo and a long run tell us about that for the listener and for myself tell us in detail about that those three seconds. so my last
1: week just gone yeah. uh, I, I've done um, on Tuesday I've done 20 by 90 seconds with 30 seconds of recovery mm, interesting And um, what pace was that uh, that was that was like sub five pace for each effort a like 3k um, effort yeah uh, so three. Okay. Oh, a five k pace. sub five minute mile pace. Oh, sorry, so that's what you were yeah, running yeah. sub five. Yeah. yeah. So, so we, yeah, just thirty seconds of recovery, just quite short and, and fast. Yeah. Um, that was Tuesday session, but at the moment with the marathon in mind, I'm spending quite a bit more time doing. Like, about a 45 minute endurance run quite often afterwards yeah. an, that's endurance, that's of a cool, cool an endurance
0: round. run for you you'd you de- describe that endurance run that would make is that like tempo sort of run no no, no no endurance no. 45 cool, minutes cool down pace just a cool down pace cool down pace so but for longer that's the second run that you do
1: That no that would be at the end of that so it would be 20 by 90 oh, sorry, so we're sorry, still sorry, on yeah. Tuesday at the yeah, moment yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 yeah. by 90 yeah. and then so I've had a warm up 20 by 90 and then spend about 40-45 minutes just a long long cool down um, just endurance based. That's yep. it really, you know, kind of endurance heart rate if you like. Interesting. Um then the Thursday session that I done this week, there that was some five minute intervals. Um so just uh, seven by five minutes with one minute recovery. Um so that type of thing. But again, finishing with and probably not so long this time, but more like a thirty minute endurance once it finish.
0: And those five minute um what sort of pace are you running at there?
1: Uh, the, the one the, the week just gone, I was operating more like about five five to five ten that's out of pace.
0: Good pace, and, and then you get the what? Just one minute yeah. before one you minute, go again. Yeah, one minute cover. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and then um and then yesterday was me long run, so yesterday I just ran ten miles at a uh, kind of target race pace if you like, and then I done uh nine miles steady after that. So that was what I've done yesterday. Yeah, interesting.
0: So your long run was 19 miles, but 19 it, was, miles it was 10 okay. at race pace. 10 at race pace, Very good. Yeah. And you'd always have a significant long run of, of approximately around that figure.
1: No, I wouldn't normally run 19 miles, to be honest, because most of me, I'm only doing that because of the, the marathon in mind yeah. in two weeks. Now. I mean, that's the last long run I'm doing. Um, but the um, normal long run would probably be two hours, um, but it would be off-road and it would be a lot slower. And it yeah. would be you know you wouldn't get nineteen miles in, it'd be 15, 16 miles or something like that. But it would be just again endurance based talk and pace. Yeah. Run with, run with some of the lads. Now this
0: week now leading up to the marathon, you be will you be tapering and how would you operate that in terms of those three runs and yeah. and the other training? Yeah. What so will you be?
1: so the the. the the cycling will, will die down a bit because the cycling is what, it does tie your legs out a little bit. So all the cycling sessions, I do a cycling bike session on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. So the, the the Wednesday session will just be, it's spinning the legs really, just an hour. That's all of them this week, just an hour on the bike, just going legs. One or two little sprints, you know, to activate the, the legs or whatever, you, but more to kill time, more than yeah. else. And then, um, yeah, and next, going into next week, the bike will stay the same. It'll still stay nice and easy on the bike. Uh, Tuesday will be as short as an interval I certainly won't be doing 20 by 90 I might, I might do maybe some 75 or 60s but only maybe do 10 of them uh, maybe 8 uh, and just spend a bit of time warming down again but not so long just condense it all down but I do like to keep some intensity in I don't like yeah. stopping completely because you feel terrible you know it, ideally what what I think is that when that gun goes in that first mile that you that whatever event you're doing it if you've just been running slow all week in the build up to that that first mile feels lightning sp- light yeah, speed yeah. whereas if you keep your intensity high and you keep it doesn't have to take much out of you but you're still run at race pace or faster than race pace in the build up in small doses it means that like when you actually the gun goes and that first mile it feels relatively comfortable because you've still been operating at that pace yeah. so quite often if I'm having an easy run like on next week uh, sorry, in the week of the marathon I might do uh, an easy Thursday an easy Friday type of run yeah I'll still finish with some strides 30-40 second strides at race pace faster than race pace just to open the legs up a little bit yeah. just to get, just to keep some sort of activation going yeah. because other than that I feel like I feel sluggish
0: the day before Sat, Friday, Saturday what, what will you be doing the day before
1: Saturday sitting on a bike just do 30-40 minutes sitting on a bike in the shed probably just, just
0: uh, without any resistance or yeah just spin it spin, spin the legs, the legs yeah.
1: yeah just do that I don't really run two days back to back so yeah. I, I would never like
0: go out for one on a set before the marathon. Here's a great one for you, Matthew. The other week, he, he won't mind me revealing this to the listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what he um, he came came in and he said, "Right, I'm cutting all the carbs. Oh hey. Cutting all the carbs out of me. Just all of a sudden, like you made this this decision, and I thought, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Like, he said, no, no, I'm going to do this. I've heard." I've heard that this is the way feel, to I go. Like, I feel like he needs... Hang on, a slight, hang on, let me tell you. So. I'll tell the story it. and then you can do, defend yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he got, and I'm thinking, oh, I think he's getting a bit nervous. I think he's 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 making a rash decision just to change everything like that, you know, and cutting all his carbs out because then he's going to pile the carbs on and he's going to like benefit from this, you know, sort of... Carb um, depletion. Carb depletion, that's the, that's the phrase. I thought well he won't listen to me I don't think it's the right thing to do common sense would tell me that you shouldn't really do that you know I said well I'll tell you what Matthew you've got a coach though shouldn't you run it by him so he ran it by him and, he, and what did he say he said listen to John Joe <laughs> okay. leave, leave the cabs <laughs> you can defend yourself now
2: no, so, so <laughs> before, it, before it did um, the the Cheshire elite Back in, in April, um, on, on on like the Strava group, loads of people started posting the week before the race, like, oh, have you heard about this carb depletion? What are people's thoughts? Anyone done it? Stuff like that. And everyone kept going, oh, yeah, it works perfectly. do this. Like, so 72 hours in the race week, the first, like, 72 hours of the race week, just like completely cut all carbs out. Don't have any carbs or anything like that. Yeah, I and, then, that like, yeah, and then like, yeah, then like 40 the 42 hours before the race, then that's where you like, Car blowed up. There's some
1: sort of, of science where your body starts to produce its
2: own carbs, and you and so, and then, like, so what I thought was, I was coming up to my last long run this this uh, Saturday just gone. So the start of this week, I thought, well, I don't want to trial it the race week because that does sound like madness. What I'll do is I'll trial it this week prior to my my last long hard run, and then if it works, if I feel okay, or like you know, oh maybe I should have you know add a bit more carb here, or whatever then I I can then replicate that race week. And um, I spoke to a couple of lads, spoke to Dave Norman and stuff like that. Um, And he said, you know, he'd done it before. He he ran his 218 at Manchester um, and he got it from Ron Hill and and, and his dad, Jeff Norman. So I thought, well, you know, they're reliable sources to sort of say it's maybe it's worth a try. And, you know, I'm trying it now rather than race week. Well, yeah, John Joe did say, you know, I sounded like I was a bit mad just uh, doing this and stuff. So he said, you know, know, paying me coach, you know, might as well... uh, you know, ask the question, and yeah, um, I did one day of, of carb depletion, and then yeah, my coach came back with that. He said he, he didn't even think much of carb load, neither to be fair. He, he said, I don't I don't think much of that sort of thing, and then he put, Please don't <laughs> yeah. uh, carb depletion. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so the next day I came downstairs for, for these biscuits that John Joe had been teasing me with all, all evening, like, <laughs> and I'd taken them and they were gone. <clear>.
1: I remember I mentioned my coach uh, Bobby Woodow when I was younger. He said something to me years and years and years ago as a as a kid. because um, I I think when I turned up to a session I was starving, I ran terrible or whatever. And he said to me, Ian, an empty bag won't stand up. Yeah. <laughs> and I stuck with me that yeah. yeah, it stuck with me. An empty bag won't stand up. Yeah, you need to few. Yeah,
2: yeah Yeah,
0: yeah. So you, you would you your attitude towards Diet is, is not to change anything really in terms of you just continue as you as you always do yeah, and that yeah. makes sense to me to be honest. Because yeah. That's 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 yeah.
2: which is why sense I sense. stick to McDonald's the night before we race.
0: Oh God, no, I would never Yeah, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my free yeah. race meal. Yeah. yeah. I he, make my He, think, he, thinks he, he thinks does KFC. He yeah. think he thinks he's Usain Bolt. That's what, that's what <laughs> it is. <'cause laughs> I think he had one there. Well, the
2: I, I just think anywhere in the world you go to race, of course you can rely on McDonald's being there and it'll be the same rubbish that it is anywhere else in the world. Like, but if it's
1: not broke, don't fix it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know this has been a lovely lovely interview with a gentleman and we've been criticized for going on too long we've an hour and 20 minutes we we can't continue but is there any any burning questions that you'd like to to talk oh, about No I
2: think I've I've asked everything I, I want to ask to before Ian, is there been...
0: anything you'd like to end this this wonderful podcast with um some of the, some of the people we've interviewed have spoke very highly of the city of Liverpool that's a nice way to go out but <laughs>
1: Well, no, I mean, I will end the show, if you like, on thanking you two for inviting me in. It was a real pleasure to come and sit and talk and chat. Hopefully some people can get, it's a slightly different tilt, my story on what you've maybe interviewed with some of the runners that you've done. So hopefully people that are listening may get a little bit of something out of it. Um, if not, I enjoyed myself and it was great to sit down and chat with you both. And thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. Me. We really appreciate yeah, you coming you on man. That, yeah, And yeah. The very best it. and
0: every success in the future will be rooting for you. Yeah.
1: Thank you uh, very much. I'll yeah. see you in Manchester you in a couple will. of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>